All right, look at this magic. I did it. Look. Ha ha. and I pressed the wrong intro video. Oops. Um, I was going to say that. Didn't yeah. Make... Cool, I got us covered. Hey, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to Stat Jack episode 71. This is Digging Up Dirt Sheets. <laughs> Sponsors. Um, hello, everybody. I am Ennis. I am joined by Nathan. God damn it. <laughs> it's a separate thing like don't worry about it and we also this button. week have us with us frank from 40k dark sheets who we will give a chance to talk us all about himself uh in just a second anthony if you like want to recover in any kind of professional capacity <laughs> yeah i'm the problem here yeah that's exactly what i just said okay people were putting exalted in rhinos i've never been more disappointed in nos <laughs> It's way funnier that I did a better job as a very tech illiterate person at doing our intro thing. <laughs> well, Ennis isn't tech literate. He's just a Zoomer. Yeah, but I assume that those two things are just the same thing no. most of the time. Not at all. No? I mean, I... No? Damn. 50-50. Mm, like, I vaguely remember like the life, life before the internet, but not very well, so... Yeah, <laughs> saltier games calling us a GW level streamer is the right. insult of like yeah. the Fucking week. We'll put like, podcast and we'll just like between us back and forth. Yeah, and yeah. oh, that would be funny actually if we did that one week. We just like switched it back and forth. We'll randomly. do that when we do our um our balanced data slate review. Yeah, right when we get to something interesting, we'll switch to the Sigmar podcast. We'll talk about that for a bit. We'll come back and we'll be into like talking about Necrons or something no one cares about. We can figure it out. We'll do it. We'll do it though. As opposed to all the normal times on the stream where we talk about things that everybody cares about. Anyway, we're going to be doing a few things this week. We're going to have our usual stats uh, our usual stats breakdown. We're going to be going a bunch of detail into dirt sheets, which is why we have Frank with us this week. And we'll give Frank a chance to introduce himself in a second. And then we'll be doing the usual soul questions, a bunch of which are aimed at Frank as well. He's down there. Um, so if you've got any questions you want to ask before the, as we go on the show, if you're in our Patreon Discord, drop it in there. Otherwise, chuck it in the chat and we'll get to it if we can. Or chuck a super chat at us and we'll definitely make sure we get to it. Let's start, though, with Nathan. We'll do Nathan, then Anthony, then myself, and then we'll let Frank introduce himself uh, before okay. we launch into stats. That way, this way, up, around. Exactly. We're going to go in like no... a weird... We're going to try and go in like... We're going to try and summon the devil, or we're going to do like the vital intelligence uh, mission. <laughs> so, like, yeah. okay. We're going yeah. to roll three sixes and res Angron. <laughs> Directly know, into a rhino. Be so bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My weekend was fine. I don't... Man, I don't really remember anything about my weekend anymore for some you reason. On last it's like week? just empty. Yeah, you were. I was on last week. I don't remember work. our episode. I did work, actually. Yes, I did. Thank you for that. Um, I don't bringing know. endorsement of the pharmaceutical industry and selling out, if that, if nothing else, that is. It's true. I mean, I also learned that my university is trying something vaguely union busty, which is detailed in our Discord. Ah, people good. Who are interested? I'm gonna give a hearty um, fuck those guys. <laughs> It's reasonable. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I played some world leaders, which is always kind of a blast and a half. Um, I painted some world leaders, which is also fun because I 3D printed skull bases for them. Um, 
How which are literally money? just a carpet of skulls. How so much I, money do I have to pay you for you to 3D print an Exalted 8-Bound to be the driver of your Rhino? I could just put one on top with chains that he's holding, just like steering it. That Mad way. Max riding it? Yeah, I'll do that for you. It's really easy to do that, actually. Because yeah. I wasn't going to pay you very much money to do that. but I, I know you weren't. but <laughs> <laughs> So I went with the lowest effort, lowest cost option. That's um, there you go. Easy peasy. But yeah, they're like literally just a carpet of skulls. I've printed some cool 3D printed like gooey hands that are going to be reaching out on Angron's base. Um, I based all the for all the 3D printed bases in a yeah, I could do that, but with an exalted eight bound that make a, a rhino, that's actually a lot harder than you think it is. But I could probably still figure it out. But I'm not going to do it because uh, my hobby time's already limited enough that Innis's suggestion is going to tax it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm having a blast playing world leaders. I continue to be sad that I never, I didn't take Anthony's advice earlier for playing them. So if Anthony tells you you should do something because he knows what like how you play 40k, then you should probably just do it and be happier. That's yeah. really just my answer to that. Whether that's not using a pyropod or starting world leaders, either of these you should just listen to. It's true, especially when Anthony knows he's probably going to win anyways if he just it gives you the right advice. <laughs> just don't do the stupid thing, please. Just do he knew right away when I didn't just take banners and like we couldn't just sit there and stare at each other. Guys, and no one has basically. a you're talking about. <laughs> we'll just keep going. Uh, Anthony, how is? Wait, who are we going to next? Are we going to Frank next? Was <laughs> 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 oh. are, are we though? Yeah. No, we are next? going to you, Frank. Go. Go. Ooh, no, know. it's Frank. It's no, it's me. Innocent. Okay. Me. Yeah. Fine. God We're just doing this. Nathan. No, don't run the red dragon spot again, right? It'll be less. <laughs> 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 just get yelled at by the red dragon ad. Uh, what did I do with my weekend? I was disappointed in Nos. I went to a play. <laughs> Isn't that every weekend? I was what a bit. I was more disappointed in Nos. Uh, like the <laughs> Christmas Carol one with the ghosts of past, present, and future. Okay, it was cool because, yep. yeah, it was uh, like one dude did all the roles, so it was kind of interesting. And he did the whole thing with like four props. It was kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, I did that. Uh, I did some AWS training stuff that I've been doing. I uh, got to be excited about the release of the Flesh Eater Court stuff. Love that. Um, I don't think there's really anything else. We got more signups for the Team USA Pyro Cup stuff. Woo! We're going to be there. Um, I'm going to confirm that today. Um, and then I got really confused when someone named Matt was confirming that Scotland was going because I was like, no one has that power but Innes. And then I was like, oh, right, he has a co-captain now. Um, Innes gave away all of his power. I actually confirmed. He just said that we needed, we might need more rooms. Yeah, whatever it was. I saw someone say, like, something, something Scotland. And I was like, who are you? Is there a second Scotland? What the fuck is this? I'm going to be um, honest. I read it and I was really confused that it was Matt Robertson talking about Scotland. I'm like, I what? also what? thought that's what was happening. I was like, all right. Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much, I didn't really do anything interesting. It's been a lot of, like, pseudo prep. This is going to be a lot of my weeks going forward, because I don't have a tournament until Pyro Cup. So it's going to be a lot of, like, Anthony does miscellaneous new job and random Team USA admin work. Woo! For the next couple of weeks. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. 
aside from that, uh, nothing really interesting. Oh, I started playing WoW again. Does that count? Um, it turns is the opposite of productive. Uh, it's felt great. Like the new expansion is really fun. It's probably the most fun it's been in mem- like my memory. Um, they're doing a really good job. Good job, Blizzard. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't have anything else good to say. Blizzard greater than sign Games Workshop. Uh, I'm not sure that's true. If you've been reading the news recently, but Blizzard's not a <laughs> recent games work. Uh, Blizzard only in terms of how the games go. Right. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> yeah. let's not make this an endorsement of Blizzard the company anytime. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't have whatever. Like their corporate side, I'm sure they do fucked up corporate people shit. But like the game is good. <laughs> that's fair. Preston's also fun right now. All right, what'd you do, Ennis? Uh, I did a. I went to a Team Scotland practice day, which was super cool. It was our first one of the season, so we had uh, most of our team there. We bashed a bunch of games together, prepping for our little uh, go to team event on Saturday. Um, so I ran a uh, Jack's Black Templars list just to kind of get a feel for it, and I hate it. I do not like it at all. That's oh, so uh, good. What do you mean you don't like it? I, I played four. I've played four games with it. They've all been super cool games. I just hate playing it. Just oh, I don't don't enjoy it. Not enough stuff, too much box. So I really want a dude to hold my home objective, man. Just so badly alone up to stand on my home objective so that I don't just die or like have scouts there that just die. I'm like, please just give me something. How much indirect did you play against in those four games? Uh, quite a lot. Okay. <laughs> like triple triple like triple night spinner, triple whirlwind, then another night spinner. I'm just like, why why? Why is my land raider on objective? Yeah. Um, yeah, not not a not a huge fan of that, but yeah, three PVCs as well. Uh, oh, <laughs> nice, strong. Yeah, Oof. yeah. I played every game I game. I played against ten indirect platforms in four games. Um, I love forty k. It's great right mm-hmm. now. Really fun. And then the last one was like Celeste ingressing on my home objective. I'm like, well, I can't hold this with scouts. Um, yeah, great, great, great times and great times in Warhammer. Uh, I also got to play a bunch of a couple of games of Star Wars Legion, uh, teaching the Star Games how to, guys how to play that. So we'll hopefully be getting a bunch more games in with that. Um, running Darth Vader and like a Harlequin, is super fun. Um, and I've been painting a bunch of Tyranids. I've been uh, rebasing my Demacarons onto Norn emissary size bases. Oh, um, going dude, through that the was like Swarm Life. That was like two weeks ago. We spoke yeah. about that last week. Oh, yeah, I guess we did talk about it a bit last week. I feel like you weren't hyped enough about it. I, I'm pretty sure I what I said was that list. I so I played uh, on any swarm and RTT, and I had enough fun with it to be like I would play that if I had the models, but not enough fun to go and buy a hundred termagons. Uh, That's kind of like where I fell on that spectrum. It was like if a hundred termagons fell out of the sky on twenty eight point fives, I would consider playing it. Oh, but why would you say that? I'm, when Dan uh, listens to this show. You fucking <laughs> fool! You fool! Man. You absolute moron! <laughs> He's experienced the import tax of sending stuff to the UK. Uh, Dan has sent me a package that'll be that'll be arriving tomorrow, and I'll be opening on next week's show. That I'm pretty sure he's paid over two hundred, like two hundred British pounds of import fees on, and I don't think it's worth two hundred pounds of stuff inside it. So I think he might have, like realize he bit on more than he could choose off to Scotland. So like it'll, you guys getting harassed, or like, he'll keep sending me more. And either way, honestly, yeah, it's I mean, funny he, either way now. So he theoretically could like three D print a million termagants on bases and just charge you for. I'm not dealing with three D. I'm not dealing with three D printed termagants. No. I just say it. It would no, be funny. You. No, it just showed it. up. Not doing. I'm not. They'd have to literally fall out of the sky and they'd all shatter because they'd be resin. It'd be great. <laughs> um, so yeah, painting a bunch of nids. I forgot how much I hate trying to paint like nid carapace around nid. Like it just, it's so much, so much model. And the, then like the black always chips off on all the like the really sharp surfaces. It's just awful. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to learn to varnish by th- by Friday. 
Um, but yeah, other than that, we're prepping for a team tournament. Uh, so I've got Typhus and Myson, as well as Brian and Chris from uh, Team America and Team Scotland playing on my team. So we're playing a roster of no Eldar, no CSM. Uh, so we have Sisters, Orcs, Gene Stiller Cults, Tyranids, and Space Marines. Uh, it's going to be good fun. Uh, we've been grudged for round one by a team that's got 30 Wraithguard. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I mean, the those are fucked. There's not much else in that list, I imagine. Uh, it's like 15 Swooping Hawks and a Night Spinner and some characters. What's the Marine build? Our Marine build is my Iron Storm list from Worlds. Oh, we are taking bad lists. Okay. <laughs> that's what we said. Yeah, uh, also, fair. fuck you. Um... <laughs> I'll look at So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm pretty sure my Norns uh, explode on contact with, like, five, four of their five lists, uh, which is going to be cool. They have, like, broadside tau and <laughs> start feeling a little targeted. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that is a little targeted. You guys are going to need Typhus to carry. That's going to be the idea. Typhus' sisters are going to carry. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can feel that coming. Yeah, that's, someone's got to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously we'll be back next week with. Uh, I'll be back next week with a bit of a rundown on how that event went because yeah. I love teams and it's great to get to play five man teams in Scotland, which is not something we've done before. Biggest event we've done teams wise is fours. So yeah, it's super cool. Now let's move on. Frank, tell us a bit about yourself and what you do in forty k and why anyone should care about what you have to say. Mostly the last yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh well, I'm like I don't know if I can do that, but um. Yeah, so Dirt Sheets is basically like the metadata dashboard. Frank, introduce yourself first. Who are you when oh, yeah. you play? <laughs> oh, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, I'm Frank. I play Marines. I played Space Wolves, Successors, and Ninth, and then into World Eaters and then the Night because that book was ridiculous. And then into Tenth, I played Dark Angels, but then I saw what Jack did with Templars, and I'm like, what if I did that? But like, an objectively not as good version of that list in two weeks for a GT. So that's what I'm working on right now uh, because Hellbrecht lethaling on fives is the dumbest shit. Um, and then I've still got World Eaters in the cabinet, which waiting for Angron on Christmas. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But yeah, gotta. So yeah, so that's what I play. Um, I guess, yeah, now I'll talk about the dirt sheet stuff. So basically Dirt Sheets is just like the metadata dashboard, only instead of tracking factions, it tracks units. So characters, enhancements that they take, uh, war gear loadouts, uh, unit sizes, how often does a particular unit show up in a given list? So we did, I basically listened to X and one, listened to Tim talk about how he did that for demons. And I was like, well, in addition, just launched. What if we just did that for everybody and then started hiring out the entire process over the course of like the 10th beta which was the first three months of 10th and now we're here we've got a pretty good setup going on so we got ways to track different units we can now dig into how often stuff shows up in event winning lists versus stuff that's making top cut versus stuff that's making x and one or better so you can get a much better view of like what's good if you want to like win an event with a given faction versus like what'll get you just close to the top and we can see what kind of broken nonsense gw should probably nerf and will probably not over the course of data slates so um so yeah that's what uh that's what we got cooking over here 
And we should be um, showing off like some examples of like how you can use it and some stuff you can do with it as we roll into the next as we roll into the later sections. But yeah, probably, I mean, yeah. I guess somebody asked me about my weekend, but I mean that's fine. I'll just talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can keep talking. It's fine. I'm just following up the points, Frank. You need to you need to learn to roll with the punches, man. Like, come on. Oh no. I'm um, <laughs> socializing is hard. Have you played Warhammer recently? You've been to any tournaments? You prepping for your GT? Um, you did already talk. Yeah, about I got it, a GT GT next weekend. Um, which I'm prepping for. I've been repping a lot of like a version of Jack's list because I don't have three impulsors. So I'm just like trying to get a feel for that. It's harder than just being able to go, here's 10 Deathwing Knights. You probably can't kill it to being able to go, oh, wait, yeah, my dudes can die in like one activation. But Deathwing Knights are so cool. Ah, they're so fucking good. Um, I was semi tempted to enter a list that had the line in it again because, but then I. But then I didn't. Cause... And you remembered how well that went last time, and we're like, maybe not. I remember it, it went well-ish in Nova, but then I also remembered that was when Desolators were really good. So I was like, mm, how much of that was him and the 10 Desolators? And then, yeah. And then I remembered failing a 5-inch charge into 20 uh, Acolyte Hybrids against TJ at DFS, and then him shooting an old man. So, so yeah. Got a GT that I'm prepping for. I've been playing over the weekend in the vibe check league. Got a casually 20 owed by Liam VSL, who woke up at 4 a.m. just to clown on me with Eldar. So I looked at him and I was like, I think Rest I have an match. okay matchup. There's no Yinkarn, there's no Night Spinners. And then he just kept putting um, Warp Spiders 2.9 inches around my Rhino. And then, I, then me realizing, oh, I can't get anybody out and I can't move. Yeah. Uh, there was none yeah. of the meta units and there was unfortunately the big tall Belgian piloting and that's much scarier <laughs> yeah I got fugand I like charged in and I was like yeah I should, like two store brethren should like maybe pick him up and then they did it and then fugand killed like the entire unit on the crackback and I was like oh oh this is what this feels like I don't like this <laughs> so yeah he's a bad bad man both of the people oh, by the way both like... both Liam and Fuegan yeah <laughs> It was funny, we were chatting afterwards, and I was like, yeah, this was a great game, and then he actually said, like, I mean, like, it kind of wasn't a great game, like, solely in the matchup side, but it's just funny, because the text was like, I mean, it wasn't a great game, but <laughs> I was like, wait, but, like, it was fun-ish. I mean, I learned. Yeah, I, I don't around. know, man, I just beat you up for an hour, this wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, I fucked around, and, and I found out, which is important. The upshot is that Liam likes to roosh, so you find out quickly, at least. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, yeah, I'm going to punch these bikes off this point with my Smash Captain. Do damage. He's like, cool, I'm just going to like continue to not let you move your Land Raider. And I was like, oh, wait. That's... Oh, no. I'm like, oh, no, that's 700 points. That's just holding my backfield. Oh. <laughs> there are 700 points held in this Land Raider by Warp Spiders holding the door closed with their hands. <laughs> they just, I like to imagine it's one hand. They're just like, one of them is just like, just like nah. no. It's like OSHA regulations don't allow you to open the door when someone's yeah. that close. Yeah. <laughs> they like, they use the like spider web thing that they shoot to like zip the, like the hatch closed. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, if only we had really some sad. sharp implement we could cut these webs with. Yeah, no. Like, dude, have sword bread, and they're like, I don't know, man. I got no. nothing. You get Spider Man into your box. Everybody gets one. Yeah. Hey, also, that that's, that's new. We've not had Typhus money laundering with us yet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Hey, uh, to just remember, Typhus, check out the castle. It does exist. Be careful. It's easy to miss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to stats. Um, <laughs> I also just got a funny message from my confused parents who received a package from Red Dragon. <laughs> oh, not Bad no. Dragon, no. Because my yeah. PayPal is not updated properly, so yeah, they got they got an Angron delivered to them, and they don't know why it's there. All right. Stats. Wasn't like a ton this weekend. There's like a little bit of a shuffle at the top, but it's not changed like a lot of what people's perceptions are of the meta right now. So I don't know how interesting it is. So we'll go through that relatively quickly. People can tell me about how Eldar broken some more, and we can have a good time with that. Uh, but honestly, Chaos Base Marines are the best performing faction of the weekend from most metrics, including win rate um, and GT wins. They had 67 players, 7.6% meta representation. They won 60.2% of their games. They had three GT wins, nine top fours, and 18 top tens for a 1.89 overwrap, which is basically the only category they didn't lead this weekend. It's a lot of games. Yep. Black Templars were next. 30 players, 3.4% meta representation. Basically, Black Templars are just going to permanently be in the top five as long as they continue doing... So they have like seven through. players and they're all having a great time. It's true. With their seven impulsors, with Meltas, probably. They're just free five-point Meltas. Oh, damn it, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> One event win, three top fours, and seven top tens for them with a 1.4 over rep. <clears throat> and then Sisters of Battle popping in in the top three. 21 players, 2.4 meta representation, 56.9 for their win rate. No event wins, though. Three top fours, five top tens, and a two for over rep because they did. They do have such a sl like low meta representation overall. So I kind of decided to draw with Atmec round one uh, at this tournament. Vic, damn it. Disappointment. And then... I think that was, I think that was sandbagging. I'm just going to say it. Sandbagging did not be able to make top four. Yeah. Event. yeah, he just wanted to get out of there. He was like, oh, I went undefeated. <laughs> Bye. I think he played CSN this weekend anyway, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it even, doesn't even work, but whatever. Uh, and then Craft World Eldar are in fourth place overall for the weekend, you know, just dropping like a stone into the well-balanced territory. Uh, <laughs> 69 players, 7.8% meta representation. 55.9% win rate, two GT wins, 10 top four appearances, 17 top tens for a 2.04 over rep. And then Leagues of Otan in fifth, 3.3% meta representation, a 55.2% win rate, zero GT wins, one top four, and seven top tens for a 0 0.48 meta uh, over rep. So yeah. That's the top five. Super interesting, I know, for everybody. Uh, Space Marines did win three GTs over the weekend, so they are doing okay, it seems, if, as long as they're taking Iron Storm, I assume, and Firestorm as well, if you look at the metadata dashboard numbers. Vanguard, then, right? For regular Space Marines? Surely it's Vanguard. I think there's it, one, it might also there's be one Iron Storm, one Fire, one Vanguard. Ooh. Balance. One of each. A mix. And then for the, the bottom five, the end, right? I don't know. It's one week of data, right? So who knows what it means anymore. 
Yeah, it doesn't have to get crazy. It's true. I hope I hope GW does. That, no. That's no, just true. That's never been the case. The bottom five crazy. is mostly made up of non-codex compliant chapters. Uh, Death Watch, which only had four players and a 38.9% win rate. Blood Angels with 11 players and a 40.4% win rate. And then Gene Steeler Colts kind of being the surprise at the bottom, 11 players and a 40.8% win rate. Just are pretty good. Yeah, but they're pretty good into everything that nobody plays right now. Everyone's playing, lots of stuff is getting played. And they have a decent game in the Eldar. It might just be because instead of having top level competitive people playing it, they don't have really anybody really playing it. They just got ditched. And that's why TJ and McDougal had wonderful times at WCW. That's not exactly a representative thing. You had a wonderful time at WCW. Did. Continue God with the bottom. I just feel like GCR aren't that great right now. They're fine. Yeah, but I don't feel like they are. I don't know what. What are you gonna like? What are you gonna do to them? Usually, just run at them until they die. No, I meant like, what are you gonna do to improve them? Oh, I mean, like, I would split acolytes with demo charges and acolytes with melee weapons to different data sheets. Oh, we're going to just, with... just rewrite yeah. the index. Fine. <laughs> just, like, do what they did with Giselle, with uh, Radium Giselle Dragoon, so that you yeah. can make one of them, like, actually a pointed unit. Dude, and then you can maybe give that book melee, and then they'll probably be fine. Dude, they could do that in June. It'll be great when they get a codex. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I wish we had a way to point actual war gear individually. That, that sounds like the weird gear, but that, yeah, you. that sounds like yeah. some red talk. That's right up there with fucking chess clocks. Don't you do that. Are you saying we should move away from glorified power level and do like actual lever- levels whoa. of balance whoa, where whoa, we can whoa. pull some different well, guys, power like What are you talking yeah, about? Games Workshop heard that we didn't like power level and we removed it. it. Yeah. Relax. Hmm. Okay. We're going to continue with the bottom five of the map yeah. for a second. Uh, Dark Angels are fourth from the bottom, but they won a GT over the weekend uh, and have a 0.88 for overrep. So I think they're them. fine. I think that GT was Kahana, actually, with a Storm Raven, so. That is true. That's real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the world. We live in a society. Yeah, Storm Ravens. And then the spec. Nas and I got the wrong goddamn plane. Yeah. Well, you should have took the Thunderhawk, like we learned at Cali Cup. At least that had a winning record. I'm not sure that can deploy on. Because <laughs> that guy had to build it sideways so that it could fit in deployment zones. And I don't personally consider that to be... That's legal as far as I'm concerned. And then Custodes players rejoice. You continue to be competitively abandoned and be a terrible faction in meta statistics. Only 18 players this weekend, 2% meta representation, dropping like a stone really from the heydays of nearly marine level representation for Custodes. A 42.3% win rate, one top four, and one, which is the top 10 that they also got for a 0.78 for overrep. There is no faction I root against harder. That, maybe Tau. Nope, still Custodes. <laughs> and then Tyranid's kind of going to be the last faction that I talk about since it's a non marine faction that's in the bottom. Uh, 52 players, 5.9% meta representation, a 43.9% win rate. A GT win, three top ten, three top fours, eight top tens, and a zero point eight for overrep. Abu's gonna be so great in six months. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've been saying that for about six months. <gasps> Don't worry about six it. Six more months. Six more months, yeah. Six more months. We'll keep saying stuff. for six months. And then just yeah. because Anthony is here, uh, World Eaters had 50 players for a 5.6% meta representation, a 51% win rate, and then are continuing their trend of just not winning events unless Anthony is around to do it. With six top fours, nine top tens, and a 1.69 over rep because they have all those top fours. Good job, boys. Excellent work of just getting top fours and occasional wins. Excellent work. Just going to keep them out of GW's balance slate for January, right? That's what we're going to do. Only In an ideal world, they make it to August. But... I'll take January. They're they're not making it to August, I don't think. Come on! It's gonna be fine. I don't know if that's true, but you know. They'd have and to then I the results to not make it to hope August. Oh, for your sake that they do. They have to put up I want you to, to I want you to get to have August, fun right? at WTC for a change. Yeah. yeah. I mean they have to put up results to not make it to August, right? And that doesn't happen terribly consistently. <laughs> It's true. It's true for most armies right now, to be fair, though. The meta is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nas donating uh, no. two pounds no. to talk Don't about even the say it. Express. Return it. <laughs> not... I can't I decline you, it. Like, There's not a way cents. to do that. You have to... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could I could put him in timeout if you want me to do uh, that. Do you want uh, me to put Nas in timeout? No. no in I general, yes, but specifically yeah. right now, not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to All know right, we're going to continue... Just on our way, then I suppose we need to get like a just like an like we have the red, like the red dragon. I just need like an interrupt button, and just one <laughs> second of interrupt whenever someone says like exalted express. Uh, yeah. just <laughs> times you out, it just goes to shut up. Yeah, just Anthony sure that... going back up. I'm sure we could get somebody to write us a YouTube bot just to do that. Just for I you. mean, I could just press a button on StreamYard and it would do it, it would just be funny. Yeah. It's true. All right, we have like slow rolled our way through a very not exciting week of statistics in a way that is profoundly on brand for us, I suppose. Great work, everybody. Great work, everybody. We're doing we great. Just amazing. Um, check in in two more weeks for like data from new book factions, I suppose. I don't know. Here's hope. Because I know somebody's going to ask how admech and necrons inevitably place like right after the book is released this weekend since i believe the pre-order is up this weekend yeah check back in uh january because there's not going to be any events after those points are real also true <laughs> yeah <laughs> there'll be like a couple christmas-esque yeah if you're a necrons player check back in january if you're an admech player check back in 11th truth I mean, it'll take that long for people to save up money to be able to afford the competitive builds for that faction that I've been seeing floated around after the, like, previews. Every time Admech gets a points buff, it's my favorite thing, because the dollar per point of that army gets, like, more and more outrageous. Yeah, I think I talked about it last week. Somebody was talking about doing a Dragoon, like, Giselle and, like, Iron Strider build, and I was like, guys, that's, like, $900 Justin Dragoons, Iron Striders, What's and Giselle the Dragoons. Because the Iron Strider is uh, 45, or the, the same kit. Dragoon Dragoon is, no, no, it's 45 points in the like. The oh. Like, oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it is 37 pound 50, which means it's like $800. Um, yeah. It's $60 US. Yes. Yeah. I believe. I believe that's right. It might not be right anymore. 
And then That's, the tanks are like a hundred dollars a piece or something like that. It's really ridiculous. That army's model points cost is insulting. Dollars price is insultingly high. Did you imagine being like a like a GSC sisters and Admech player? Like you just wouldn't have money. Like, or you are or the wealthiest. 40k player i don't know i was gonna say or you started with money and that's how you got there i'm pretty sure if you start, if you owned two of those three factions you just it didn't matter how much you started with you're broke now <laughs> you started from the top now you're here <laughs> all right you, you now we're going to transition into probably why 80 people are watching i assume because it's not that's anthony the... we all know that it's true anthony, anthony stare is at the camera popular Give the people what they want, Anthony. Yeah, just get real close. If I didn't have the cat, I'd get closer. There but... you go. I'll, you'll get real close now. <laughs> Begrudgingly getting close. Not even not even really wanting to. It's like, fine, That's not I what guess. I was looking for. <laughs> All right, All right Frank. Frank. Let's... Let's talk dark sheets. Tell us some of the cool stuff you can do with dark sheets. Show it off. Show it off a bit. Why should people care about dark sheets? You can even share your screen if you want. It's up to you. Yeah, I was gonna say I can do that. I can present feed. I'm gonna mute myself because I don't have anything productive to add right now. I'm just gonna keep chatting shit. It'll be fine. No, I was gonna there. say Innis never mutes himself, and he is always talking shit. Yeah, but like sometimes what he says is productive. I have a low percent chance of being helpful here. It's like during the stats when all I have to add is banter. <laughs> all right, I'm going to attempt to share Tableau. Does any, I don't know how you can tell if you can see my screen or not. On the bottom, um, it says present. Yeah, click that. And then one of the screen. people with tech abilities have to hit add to stream or something. Maybe. That sounds about right. We should definitely have dry run this. Um, no, it's much funnier can. this way, though. It is definitely this is, way funnier. This is the content watch. people want. Yeah. yeah. Be careful, careful with your tabs, Frank. <laughs> yeah, careful, careful with, with the tabs. tabs. Watch we it out. We don't want no bread. <laughs> oh, I'm on my work computer, so hope, so the tabs are going to be pretty boring. Or not, if you're in the risk management. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how strict your work is about uh, them tabs, I suppose. I want to know three dirt sheets, says Nas. I hope they're exalted rhinos. And uh... I'm going to quickly skim through the like the super chat questions that came in while Frank is sorting stuff because there's a All few right. of them. So Ben said cat, um, <laughs> which I approve. Uh, Gannon said, what's Frank's stance on pineapples on pizza? Absolutely not. Get out of here. God. And he's the greatest authority as he's wearing a pizza shirt. Typhus is two days to unrest. So Typhus is coming over for my, for my team event, which is super awesome. And then Nas said Exalted Express. So yeah, um, not a, not a, no, people not really grasping the content of questions. Ben, um, has but, any has yeah. anybody been able to see anything? No, not a like, single thing. Nope. God damn it! What you can try and do is what I do at work and have someone else stream and then tell them where to point, which is always funny. Yeah, I might have to do that. Nathan? All right. What am I going to do? Because <laughs> where am I clicking, bud? <laughs> All right. Are you, do you see, is it in Tableau? Is that where you are? Open the you website. Just, you open dirt sheets. <laughs> you just want me to open dirt sheets. Okay. Just making sure where we're at. All right. Yeah. 
right, so you're okay. the... next time we have a guest on, we're gonna have a mandatory PowerPoint. Put it, put it in private. Submit. Put it in the private chat so I can just open open it on this computer because I'm also on my work computer, which I don't usually use for like chicanery. Gotcha. All right, give me one second. But anyway, why should people care about this? I can like talk and do that. Um. So yeah, when it, um, we get a lot of questions that are just starting so-and-so faction like what do i take what do i buy to start this faction or whatnot and you can just use this instead of Asking some questions does... on reddit yeah exactly and you have the map did we also just lose yep 100 <laughs> <laughs> Thought. Welcome back. Oh. All right. All right. We're gonna we're gonna share a screen. Give me two seconds. It's stat check, not stat tech. Let's oh my god. Why is I have to close something because I right. have I am going to do the stream things over. Leave it to be. I can do the stream. No, I got it. It's just annoying that I have to do something. One second. All right, look at this magic. I did it. Look. Ha ha. <laughs> no, he just tabs. I was hoping we'd get more bread articles. There, <laughs> I actually have been putting more links at the top just to amuse people sometimes with my, my Google That's profile. Good. But tell us what we're looking at, Frank. All right. So, yeah, this is the main dashboard. Um, the view is not entirely correct because I am not good at Tableau, but basically. You can scroll, you can see your faction, your detachment, and then your unit. And then the percentage is just how often that particular unit shows up in that detachment for that faction. So Skatari Vanguard, they show up in every admec list that goes X and one or better, literally every single one. And if you hover over it, it'll tell you, here's how many lists show up in that faction detachment combo. Uh, on the side, you can there's three filters you can filter by percentages if you want to just see what's shown up in like 50 percent or better of the top lists if you want to filter to show just one faction you can do that or given detachments you can do that as well obviously that's going to get more built out as more codexes get released and we have more factions with multiple detachments there are uh, gsc lists that don't run accolade hybrids that's talking. I'm incredible, incredibly. Yeah, every GSC list is like three plus acolytes, three plus neophytes, and uh, one dude that ran neophytes. A ton of characters, and then usually a ridge runner. No jackals. That's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> jackals right down at the bottom. One appearance. Yeah, they are not not popular. If you so if you hover over unit, there's a plus sign. And this is, is like the one bad thing about Tableau. You can do more drill downs. So if you click on it once, you'll see appearances. So this is how many times a given data sheet has shown up in a single list. So like Primus, people are taking three primuses X percentage of the time. They're taking one primus Y, et cetera, et cetera. So this kind of starts to paint that picture of like is something too good if people are like spamming three ofs or more in 
every single list. Like, if you go into Iron Storm list, you can probably see an example of what's showing up a lot as a three of. Yeah, if you filter Nathan, if you go to detachment, just do Iron Storm. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so like, is there any way we can get that bit like expanded out, or is Tableau you are just terrible? It might just be Tableau's being a little terrible right now, but let's see if I do. Tableau me... seems to enjoy a good fight. Let me try one thing, and then we'll see if it works. Oh, there we go. Sorry, I it just worked. And being an idiot. That's okay. Don't worry. Don't mind me. Just being dumb. I scrolled it over. He's very good oh, okay. at science. He's not very good at technology. One hundred percent appearance of exactly <laughs> one tech marine power gaming. <laughs> oh. Wait, because it's only because you can only take one. A tech marine comes in a size of one. Also, Nathan, I think if you refresh the screen, the bar should be not shitty now. So maybe. Oh, hey! 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 we got there. We got there. We got there. We did it. We're doing so yeah, great, the filters, guys. The filters are up at the top, so if you click to drop down. Uh, you can go back. You can go back to Iron Storm. Yeah. So then appearance. That oh, so the reason why Tech Marine's at one. So after unitize, so that's self-explanatory. If you click on that again, and this is the annoying thing to get the drill downs. After unitize, there's another plus sign, and if you click on that, you can see the war gear options for a given unit and then if you click on war gear there's another plus sign this is the one thing i hate <laughs> there we go now. and now yeah so now we've got the enhancement so what a shocker lethal hits in iron storm for black templar shows up 92 percent of the time on a temporary <laughs> yeah um added to the on the saya 78 flesh so yeah, so for characters, you can get enhancements. It's tied to your character. For everything else, you can get your specific war gear tied to your data sheets. So we can see what individual war like loadouts are proving to be possibly problematic for armies like Tau. No surprise, it's going to be cyclics across the board. Um, it's just a shame that we can't point different war gear pieces differently from other war gear pieces but you know um, we can point exactly the shot the shadow specter exarch differently to the rest of the squad um mm. the, the one mm. example of where the technology does exist is that we've got that down uh, mm. and black templars black templars and pulsars are allowed to molly mala for five points yeah are you saying that the when we look at the battle host for example <laughs> And if we scroll to like the Autark Wayleaper, just like mono build. being magical like yeah. that. Although it looks like people have differences in these very small, small things. <laughs> yeah, when you get to this level, the numbers get a little weird because it's like Autark Wayleaper with any one of the enhancements or no enhancement, or they'll change one of the three different options that they get. So then you get these really tiny numbers. So that's why when you start, it's just unit yeah they combine for the unit uh what does the yeah, one tell us nathan one second what did you just ask ns what's the night spinner sitting at for usage rate because i'm like loving that unicorn at 71 percent but do, 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 do. fagan climbing up to 48 
Uh, two night spinners, uh, war gear agnostic, are at 37. One night spinner at 33 at 18, which seems low. So that's well, combined total 88% of listing can release one night spinner. That does seem low. 85% of army of lists will take a night spinner in some capacity. Got it. Yes. Altark Way Leaper 82, Warp Spider 76, Incarn 70. Combined rate. So do you track like Warlord statistics? I'd be curious for the Way Leaper how much of it like. Listen, include the Wayleeper and listen, include Yunari or include Yvrain because you can only have mutually exclusively one of them as Warlord to include Yunari. I wonder if that adds up to being close to because Yvrain said at 12.7, which combined would put them at like a 95% incidence rate between the two of them. But I'm assuming yeah. there might be some lists that include both. Yeah, so I don't I don't track Warlords specifically right now. I can because that's not terribly hard to add. It would just be either another field back another tracking would be a pain in the backside though yeah it was just because it's just so many there's we have 200 plus elder lists in check. yeah it's also yeah, just like one of those things that only really matters in a couple of specific contests like i could imagine like where there's mutual exclusive warlord so i can't even think like of another one where there would where there's anything that keys off of warlord elder or something. Yep. i guess the death watch watchmaster has a warlord ability but like yeah there's not a ton of them so and then Elo Wizzle asks a good question, which is, Frank, are you manually parsing all this data? I am. I am going through BCP, and I'm manually pulling all of the links for all of the lists that are X and 1 or better. I have a giant-ass spreadsheet, and then I just go through and read all of them. It's actually not as painful as you sound like, because as you build the spreadsheets out, a lot of the stuff just gets repeated, because obviously what works and then some fact like chaos knights takes five minutes to do because it's just copy Plus, the same line. You can just copy, copy the same five over, lines right? and then just maybe change one number from six to five or four. Uh, is that and the then, public link, the one that you put in the channel, Frank? Yes. Um, so the tab it's going to go to is actually the next tab over, which is what I think is interesting. So this is the same thing but it's also broken down now into placements. So on top of all the other shit, now you can see what's making event winning results versus stuff that's getting into like a top cut or top eight, which is something I started a few weeks ago with um, WCW. And then I backtracked that there weren't that many additional super major tournaments, but like, we just had Leicester this weekend, so there are like extra lists in there that are X and one versus Top Cut, and then ones that are just X and one. So this gives additional granularity to like what's doing almost too good. If if it's the same stuff showing up in a hundred percent of winning lists, and there's a ton of winning lists, then like, hey, it's probably too good. Man, from Berserker Warband, a, I reckon everything in there is 100 percent right. There's this really cool thing that we see with the Ying card being a 96.4 percent of event winning lists. That's wild. Just wild. But look, she's terrible, and everybody should car because that's what the Americans. <laughs> They're strong, but not dominant. Idea. Strong, but not dominant. It's true. Uh, but if we do click on Berserker Warband, that's for yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, Master of Executions, Invocatus, Jackals, Berserkers, Angron. And are all in every single event winning list. So. Army has four units. Leave us alone. Shout out to the dude who won without no, rhinos. Is... 
Rhino's only in 60, only in two thirds of winning lists. So you can theoretically not run any Rhinos and still win. But you got to yeah. run. And then you could do the same drill downs as you could on the previous sheet. Again, it's really annoying that it's like a very tiny plus button. But like if you go all the way out, we can see like oh, no. how many Master of Execution. Oh, hey, Master of Executions with Warglaves, 100% of event winning lists. Because. Yeah. Well, that that's just me. <laughs> oh, one other person. Sorry, other person. There's yeah. And three. then the X and 1, one of them is you. Or no, top cut is one of them is you. X and 1, one of them is you. Yeah. So, hey guys, take Angron. Take the Berserker Glaive on the MOE. So, for anybody who's kind of looking at this and being like, this is all super cool, but also, you know, what's the point? What can you do with this information? Like, what should people be using this for? So yeah, so if you want to do list building, um, let's go to like the the just the main tab just for ease of use. So let's say you're like starting out. I know someone posted like last week, like oh, I just started Gray Knights. Like what's good in Gray Knights? So you can filter to Gray Knights, and right off the bat, you'll see oh, librarians. They're in literally every list that's good. Terminators are in almost every list that's good. Strike squads, Paladin squads. So you know, okay, I'm going to need these in some amount, in some capacity in my lists. And then as you drill down, you'll see how many do I need? Are people kidding them a certain way? No, like the Master of Executions in World Leaders, we can see that it's like the Berserker Glaive is the way to go. Like the majority, if not everyone, that's how they're kidding their master of executions that's what like makes him work so you can see what makes a given unit work when there's a majority of people taking it and doing a certain enhancement or a certain war gear combination so when you're trying to build your lists you can use this to show hey here's what's been proven good and will get me to at least an x and one or better finish and then if you really want to like try and craft an, a list that's going to win an event, you can use the next tab and actually to get that level of granularity. Like if you want to build a Grey Knights event winning list, I don't know if such a thing is possible, if I'm going to be honest with you, because they are... Hey, there's like one, is. I think, Bye. or something like that. Maybe two. Yeah. There's probably two. Yeah, there's two. Okay. I want to do something like this then do top cut yeah for some factions you're gonna to have to like know about meta representation just a little bit and like how many events these factions have won and then some of them you're gonna to have to use x and one and some of them you can use event winner or top cut like if you're looking at gray knights who maybe only have two people who have won gts you might want to dig a little deeper and look at people who've made top cut and then if that number doesn't change a lot then look at x and one and kind of get a feeling for what people are taking in winning lists because sometimes GT winning lists are not the same as like the most powerful list necessarily, but frequently they are. Is there a way from the information with here small to, like, data sizes pull out what a specific list was after looking like you kind of you look at it and you're like, oh, cool, there was a list that won with blah blah. Can I see what the other units in that list were, or is that not a functional that's available? Not yet, but there that is something I can add if that's something that people want to see, I can definitely make an additional dashboard that will let you, well, probably you can filter on events. So if you see something that wanted a, like an event 
you can go to like a lookup page and we'll either give you a link or it'll just show you the yeah, event I mean, like, the immediate thing that i'm thinking that's kind of like missing from this which like i understand that but um is like synergy right like what what units are being run with other units um because you know it's very cool looking units in, an iso in isolation but it doesn't give you 100 percent of the picture right so it's definitely something that i think could be interesting to see and if that's a functionality that you could put in that would be great there was a question in chat which is how often is this updated and i know you said you do this manually so i'm assuming it's on a reasonably frequent basis so it doesn't overwhelm but yeah so i do it over the course of a week some weekends take longer to parse just because there's more stuff other times it's shorter but generally it's about the course of a like sunday to wednesday or thursday at the latest and uh you know of course barring for real life shit. but i'm at a point now where it's just parsing the current lists for a given weekend and then just refreshing the data so it goes and by fairly quickly is there a filter for like date slash meta on this like is there a filter for pre-balanced data slate post-balanced data slate etc like is that something that's available not yet so when i started it it was when we switched over when we just got the slate yeah I so was... it's all currently the, the current yeah because uh, i was talking to tim and he was like now that like the meta isn't a dumpster fire anymore just start fresh from post sleep and so as of yet no because no we're only doing... no no reason. yeah yeah but when we get to that point that is something i will figure out how to implement so we can do the we can have post sleep um there's two more tabs if we want to quickly go through them the one after this one just shows you enhancement usage across a given um but across every given detachment so you know there's like not surprises here like favorite of corn and the berserker glaive are both in 80 plus percent of world leader lists because they're really good some people are taking the helm of brazen ire i don't know why people be taking demon princes in that list i can't believe Just... the only guard relic i respect is the least used which is the one that's specced it's in 2.23 percent of the guard lists that do well heartbreaking Hey, you got we got one one hero running a crusher stampede winning list and then detachment popularity is a tracker for like how many of a given detachment we see on a week to week which it can be kind of interesting um yeah if you filter to like show only marines you can see like when the codex dropped there's like a giant drop in gladius and then there's iron storm and then it just goes up which is pretty funny <laughs> Yeah, it's like a real time. Oh yeah. Oh, we can just do this instead. Yeah, it just plummets and then Yeah. So there's just like fun things you can do play around with that, but yeah, the synergy thing is something that I know people would want. It's something I just am yeah it's, it's definitely one of the things like, time, the scope like, of that is vastly beyond um like that that suddenly starts getting into like being able to like parse every individual list more than anything else right which this is just this is quick hits what's good it's the it's the down and dirty information on your army right if you're trying to figure out your switch to an army you want to know what units are important these are what units are important and it's incredible for that um just speaking from like having seen what tim was doing with this the original kind of genesis of this was tim's version of this which he was doing for chaos demons and he basically just took the 
information that it gave him and just went, what's in every list? Shoved it all on the list, and it like was the the best demons list at the time. Um, there are factions that it's incredible for, and factions that are like less synergy based that you can do some incredible stuff with this one. Like Terranids are a great example of that, right? Um, you probably like most of those Terranids lists are just ball of stuff doing well. There's not a ton of synergy to them. So if you just pick the things that are in almost every list, you're going to end up with a Terranids list that's pretty close to optimal, and then you can tweak it for your personal preference and the detachment you're running. Um, but yeah, there's lots and lots of really cool stuff that you can pull from this. Factions that, um, if you're trying to understand a faction that you don't play super much and you kind of just want to know what is worth having a look at go and have a look at it and go and see what go and see what units are showing up at every faction and go and learn them you're you know suddenly finding sisters and world eaters and you know all these other weird and wacky wacky factions that weren't playing in the meta are suddenly showing up go and figure out go and just take a look and see what data sheets you need to read what announcements you have to care about so that when it comes to playing them you're not getting clout because frank's done the work for you go and use it yeah tim i know did the, he did the same thing for what was his GT winning Death Guard list. He just went through and looked at what's good and surprisingly didn't take Mortarian despite Mortarian showing up at over half of the list. So, yeah. I, there's definitely ways I can point people to individual lists from the dashboard because I, I do have all of the links and each list has a specific ID that I like create and assign it for the purposes of this. So, Getting that shouldn't be too, too much of an additional effort. It's just figuring out how to do it. But, but yeah, that is, that is what we got in a nutshell. So go have fun. Figure out what's so hot right now. There's one quick, one last question there. Is how is event placing determined? Whatever list that goes 5-0 but gets second be placed, what time frame does this cover? So 5-0 but second place would be... It would technically, well, it will kind of depend if it's an event that has like a top cut or top bracket type of placing, like uh, like an LGT or Cali Cup, it would go in there because it would make top cut, but it wouldn't be the event winner. Otherwise, it would just be an X and one list. I can change that to be X and one or better. The other tricky thing is when events use um, WTC scoring. I have to go and see like if someone has three draws i'll go and i'll see all right would these draws have been wins or losses in singles and kind of oh you 100 percent can't do that you just gotta think it was draws man they're draws <laughs> okay so i will start doing that the, the problem with it is is that a lot of those kind of games end up in a situation where it's like the you can't win like you're within five of each other and you just stop playing and you're just like it doesn't matter what the score is it's 10 10. some of them won't even you like you don't track the pcb won't even take the score and it's not 10 10. there's no way to know um so you definitely definitely should just treat them as they are from the tournament um gotcha. just treat them as a draw um but yeah i mean there's you could probably have it like how much of an additional would it be to have let like, be their event winner xo x1 filters that would track all of them or xo x1 and combined for the two of them probably not that hard it would just be a matter of um either adding another um type of entry for like your event placement or just yeah doing it's one of those things that, that like isn't super important in the sense that the difference between you know there being like two five and a listed event one of them going to event which is one of them going to x and one if you care about the bright the broader spectrum of it use the x and one tab it's got all the information that you're looking for anyway going x and one is just as hard as winning a gt in terms of like list design perspective right any list that can go x and one can win a gt that's just kind of how luck of the draw works so yeah you'll see the same amount of pairing luck 
Yeah, exactly. Like I said, at the, at the list level, like a player, maybe necessarily not. But if a list can go X and one, if a list can win four games at a tournament, it can win five because a lot of that is luck of the draw. Nice. Cool. Thank you very much, Ryan. That was super interesting. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of questions coming out of the Discord about it that we've already answered, but we will get a chance to speak a little bit more about it. And we'll also, uh, do you want to plug the patron and all the information that people can get from that now? Oh, yeah. So I do have a Patreon page. Um, yeah, I need to update it because it's the data on there is out of date just in what links it's pointing to and then just how, like what that started as versus what it became has wildly changed. So I, I, just, need to, I just need to update all of that. Um, but yeah, there's a, there, there is a Patreon where you can go and like tip me money for doing this if you feel so generously inclined. Um, I had a plan where I would like put out additional content, but that might be something that maybe comes back where I would do like, here's what shot up. Like world leaders had a huge spike this past weekend in usage. Uh, same with Vanguard lists, like, and half of those Vanguard lists were just John's list. So as like a tracker of here's what's like hot right now, um, if you like Zoolander references, uh, go to the Patreon because a lot of the terminology is just Zoolander quotes. So, uh, love those. Yeah, well, it's going to be like, here's what's so hot right now. Like, here's what's so hot right now. Here's faction of the week. Space Marines Vanguard detachment. There you go, guys. <laughs> nice. We did it. We did it. Got it in there. We got. We we uh, made it work. Love it. I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Frank. It's Patreon.com/slash 40k sheets for anybody who's listening on the. Uh, various podcast apps available. I'm going to very quickly run our plugs uh, and then we're going to go to show questions. So, hey everybody, thank you for being with us so far on the show. If you're enjoying what you're listening, enjoying what you're listening to, there's a couple ways you can support us. First one is checking us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash statcheck. Drop us a like, a comment, a subscription, anything like that. It's a super big help for us in terms of discoverability, getting our name out there and getting to do more of the cool stuff that you guys enjoy. You can also check out patreon.com slash statcheck for access to our Discord community where we have things like the Vibe Check League, massive discussions about all kinds of things, banter, shit talk. You want to catch all the 4K drama? We basically have a drama channel at this point. Um, it's all wonderful and you will hear perspectives on things that you never would have thought you'd heard. People who have no idea what they're talking about all the time. And that, for me, is the funniest thing in Warhammer. Um, you can also check out a bunch of other stuff. We have End of the Matrix and X One, which are two other shows on the network. Uh, I believe this week was was an X One week, but they can't record, something like that. Um, so you should be expecting an End of the Matrix episode in a week or so's time, as well as an X One episode when Tim and Cliff get around to it. I've been offered to be on episode 50, so I think they're delaying to try and make episode 50 as far into the future as possible uh, to give me the best chance of being a Warhammer dad by the time it happens. I'm expecting it sometime around the heat death of the universe. Um <laughs> Uh, please check out our sponsors, red-dragon.ca and Etsy, uh, Saltar Games on Etsy for access for a bunch of cool stuff. Red Dragon covers things like this, the new Statcheck mats, which you can see pictures of in our Discord, I think, on their website now. Um, you can also get thing, uh, a bunch of cool stuff delivered for 40k and other things. If you're a patron, you have access to a discount code, which I want to see is 20% off right now, but I actually don't know off the top of my head. Um, and you can get access to that by joining our Patreon. It is 20%. 20%. That's awesome. Thanks, Nathan. Um, and then assault our games, make a bunch of awesome tokens, uh, measuring gauges, deep strike markers, um, all that sort of stuff with static branding as well as a bunch of other stuff. Um, they, I dropped a bunch of stuff off in California and also Atlanta. Uh, so hopefully that's propagating its way around the U S now. 
Lastly, if you're interested in getting coaching from either myself or Typhus, please do check out stat-check.com slash coaching or drop us an email at coaching at stat-check.com for, uh, if you want to have a chat with us about us potentially helping you out with anything you're looking for, 40k related, uh, specifically, uh, I think the website might say anything, but please keep it 40k related. It would really help, uh, with my <laughs> mental health. Um, yeah. Otherwise, You're thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Right. If all you can do, if we, all you can do support is just listen to the show every week. That is still more than enough. We greatly appreciate everybody being with us, interacting in chat, and just paying attention to us as much as possible because we are all attention horse. And frankly, without you all, we wouldn't have anything to do on a th- on a Tuesday night, and I'd be so bored. So, yeah, thanks. We're now going to launch into questions. If you are a member of the Patreon, please do drop those questions into the show questions channel. If not, drop us a, drop us into the chat. If you want to make sure it gets read and you're not in the Discord, please do drop it in as a super chat and we will definitely get to it. Otherwise, we'll get to it if we have time. Thank you, everybody, for being with us and we're going to launch into that. All right. So we do have questions. Uh, there actually are a lot of questions for Frank. So congratulations, Frank. Oh, I know. They're mostly nonsense. Yeah, yeah, Frank. Everybody wants to know about your food. Your food. Everybody wants to know about my mouth, which is (laughs) slightly unsettling. (laughs) Welcome to our Discord. Uh, Jack Chapman Chapman asks: Other than changes to CSM Eldar, what balance changes do you want to see in the slate? Remember those turreted points that we all thought were like going to be kind of cool when the Codex came out? Just go back to those. Just revert to those, and turrets will probably be fine. Why like did they that. do that? Oh no. <laughs> Why did everything get nerfed? I love looking at the Norn sheet that's like almost 300 points. And oh. then looking at comparable things like I don't know, man. Norn is 315 and look at all the shit that guy can do. I'm looking at I'm playing Triple Assimilator this weekend. They are 310 points. <laughs> well, they have a strength 12 or something. They don't even have an invol, dude. (laughs) It's that two-up save. It's the two-up save. It just makes that two-up save. Two-up save with the armor of contempt access. Come on. Let's be reasonable here. Access. (laughs) (laughs) I think that covers it. I, too, would like to I'd also like to see Volkan take a points hit. I hate playing against a horde army that has a three-up save with armor of contempt. (laughs) Just undo the points cuts that they got and might be on the right track. Um, and then there's definitely there's definitely stuff in Ironstorm that needs to be heavily considered. Whirlwinds should just be in Legends. Why does that data sheet exist? <laughs> yeah, them and Night Spinners. I mean, blast. the Whirlwind model is so old, so bad. They just could it be an X and one death. <laughs> it could be actually. I think it's older than Innis. That entirely probable, yeah. But the Hunter and Stalker, which came out in like 2012, disappeared. Like. We'll take the Hunter and Stalker back. They sucked. We could have them in Iron Storm and get rid of Whirlwinds. I think even with the new models, that Eldar still has the oldest range on average of any 40k range, technically, because they still have Aspect Warriors and Phoenix Lords who are like 20-ish years old or something like that. This is all plastic now, so... It's got That's a good thing. Failcast needs to go away. All right. Uh, Dan F. asks, Frank, what's your favorite way to eat eggs? Top did research. Um, egg by itself, scrambled. Uh, if I'm having like something where an egg is like the main part of a dish, I'd love a good omelet. Um, just like bacon, cheese. Don't, I don't I don't fuck around with too many toppings. Um, my favorite dish with like egg heavy accessory is carbonara. 
because I just made it last weekend and it was dope. We got guanciale from a farmer's market and I could feel the arteries clogging up in real time. You didn't need a mayonnaise. Got that triplicate answer. That That's so impressive. Um, I'm getting around the block. Don't answer every question that we will run out of time. Um, How many bases can you fit in your mouth? I mean, obviously depends on if they're empty bases and what size. We're I'll just well prepared bases. for this one. 32 yeah. millimeter bases. Let's just say 30. 32. Un, um, How many Space Marine bases can you fit in your mouth? I'm going to say anywhere 10 to 20, probably. It's a big like range. Ballparking. Okay. Really I like it. Ballparking. And then Sam Lemon asks, what up, Frank? <laughs> I understand you have a competitive powerlifting background. What elements of that prior life do you feel translate over to 40K? Yeah, so this is something I have thought about. And like for better or for worse, the comparisons of yourself and your performance at an event is something that in powerlifting happens a lot. And it's fairly healthy because it's all about you're not really competing to win a powerlifting meet you're just trying to lift more weight than you did last time so how you did it one meet compared to the next one is your basis for like what is a good event or like oh i'm just trying to have like seven lifts out of my nine attempts um where it's like 40k being a much more social game you know comparing like your performance being like, oh, I only went three and three. I did so poorly when like I went three and three at an event. And like, but like one of my losses was to TJ on Gene Steeler Colts. It was still a great game, like absolute blast, learned a lot. But like, if I was strictly going on event performance, like my last event before that was Nova and I went like five and three. So I had an objectively worse performance if I'm comparing myself, but there's a lot more nuance to like oh, like comparing yourself at a 40k tournament so shifting that mindset has been something that i still struggle with at times with 40k um i ask a lot of questions about it on the x and one podcast and i think scary said you can just try and use your like overall record going from event to event and just like you can try and do better Oh, there's my baby for anybody who's interested. Um, sorry, give me one second. I gotta go say goodnight to my baby. Okay. See, I was gonna say the back pain, but <laughs> leaning over those short, those short tables, man, it's, it's tough work. Yeah, I don't, I don't play forward, so I'm not like super hunched over all the time, so I kind of get away with it. But yeah, that would be the thing that I said, like transfers over for better or for worse. Um, also, like it's health. Health is good. You do better at things when you are healthy. So just make sure you're exercising, everyone. I've definitely not worn a tank top to an event the day before doing just arms and shoulders to try and psych out opponents. I've never done that. Absolutely not. You just, yeah, I'm gonna make all my rules. I, I would be very psyched out, I'm not gonna lie. Sam's second question is, what are some of the data flaws to 40k dirt sheets or things we may or may not see inherently? I think just focus on the first part. Are there any flaws in it that you are looking to fix? I mean, I think it is pointing out being able to link synergy. Like, here's the rest of the list is something that is a flaw, but that's something that can add over time and I think would be helpful. 
aside from that, I don't think so. I think starting from the start of 10th going to now, I think I ironed out a lot of like what I would have liked to see. And I think we're at a pretty good spot now, but uh, you know, I could be wrong. So There's also a degree of there are a billion places to see 40k lists that have done well. Dark Sheets doesn't have to be one of them. Dark Sheets can be its own thing. It's just, you know, making everything all in one. But, like, you can check out 4kstats.greenhammer.com. You can check out the Men on Monday. You can check out the the guy that does them on Wednesdays that collates all the, all the event lists. You can look at them on BCP. Like, it doesn't have to be everything in one source. It just would be cool to have it. So don't worry too much about it. Like, if you're looking at uh, dirt sheets and trying to be like, oh, I can't check out lists, you can you can find the list. They're not, they're not hard. Lists are not hard to find. But getting yeah, aggregated def- on everything is way cooler. So, yeah. Then the next question is, Again, Frank, this is from Will for Frank. How many Nurglings can you fit in your current vehicle? Um, <laughs> how, how big is a Nurgling? I think they're like top, like three year old sized, maybe like toddler. Football. Like you could punt one. <laughs> is that a toddler or a football? Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. Have to WWE them, yes. At one point. The immediate yes was a little too fast, but. Yeah, some guy punted a baby on a storyline, and then they played for comedy. Uh, how many? How many Nerglings? I don't know. Fifty? A hundred? I have no idea. I don't know. Let's like say seventy-five, maybe a hundred if we squeeze <laughs> them into the trunk. There you go. There we go. All right. Uh, this is for everybody. Is what is the ideal judge to player ratio at a tournament? One to one. All right, fucking <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I think uh, the Breathweth Bing Gaming guys use one for thirty. I think is the rate that they use, or something like something to that effect. Maybe it's one for twenty, but that works really well. Whatever they do works good. Use that. Yep. For our RTTs, we have two for an RTT of twenty people, just because it's easier for yeah. everybody involved. But yeah, I mean, once you're past ten, it should be multiple, and I don't know that that scales. Yeah, it doesn't scale the same. It's more there's there's a curve to it. It's not directly linear. Right. Um, Every table should have a judge managing each side of the chess clock. Um, that sounds like a lot of work, bud. Uh, yeah, Dan but then FF, it wouldn't be too complicated to put chess clocks into tournaments. There you go. Because you just time. have a judge there with yep, a timer. 100%. Okay. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like a lap timer. Excellent. I love it. All right. Dan F asks Frank, "What is your favorite faction Discord channel, and which faction channel do you identify yourself as?" Oh God! Uh, you can plead the fifth. It's okay. <laughs> it is okay to plead the fifth. Yes. I mean, my favorites, aside from the ones for the factions I play, is I mean, it's the Chaos Knights channel, like hundred percent. If you're not a member of the Patreon, go join and just join the Chaos Knights channel. It is the single best channel. It's called the Hog Pen. Yeah, it's called the Hog Pen, and we're all about cranking hogs. Like how how you crank your hogs? How many hogs you? I should crank. change the um. All right, all right. <laughs> now, well, there's one to be eight demons like... and a, eight demons and a rhino. Please don't do that. Um, Frank, how, on that topic though, how many exalted eight bound can you fit in your current vehicle? How many nerglings equal one exalted eight bound in capacity, and then? Take the number of nerglings you can fit in a vehicle and convert that into how many exalted eight pound you could fit in 
a vehicle. And then give or take, considering X amount of Nerglings is like multiple things, whereas like you have like one exalted A-bound. So I actually prefer that answer than an actual number because it makes somebody go try to figure out a formula for Nurgling to exalted A-bound conversion. Um, can I ever tell if Ennis actually did the math or if he just made that up? Frank, he says Frank it with the confidence of someone who did the math, but... <laughs> Frank asks, Frank, should we gather more Franks and then invade France? Absolutely. French people are... Be careful. Careful? careful. Definitely a people. Uh, no, I think it's... I think it's um, <laughs> from what I've heard, sometimes people who are like born and raised in Paris have that like like the stereotypical French attitude, but there are other French people who are nothing but lovely. So there you go. Preston says, Frank, did you ever try that donut joint? Not yet. There's a really good donut joint near where I where I live. How would you know you've never tried it? Well I was told that it's very good and that I should go try it. And and then everybody tell us your favorite donut. I I'll go first. I personally like an old fashioned donut, the kind that like pop a little bit in the fryer. Those ones are great. Most bakeries in Scotland will do what's will do a fudge donut, which is like fudge icing and custard filled, and it's really solid. Yeah, really, Boston really cream out this way is what that's called. A jelly donut's probably my favorite. Uh, Boston cream, but instead of like cream, it's more chocolate icing. Reasonable. That or does sound cho- pretty. Yeah, or a chocolate so. glazed donut. I think the most universally overrated thing on this planet is chocolate. Ooh, it's a hot take discussion for the show. Yeah, Anthony, it's channel. a Boston cream donut, but it's fudge on top instead of chocolate. Sure. Just like... Sam has more questions, and it says, should judging and discipline actions, i.e. yellow and red cards, be more active? And if so, how can you determine mistake versus deliberate cheating? Uh, they shouldn't be differentiated, and yellows should be consistently applied often with smaller penalties. It's a good one. Getting a yellow isn't like a is like a hey, don't do that again. Not a hey, you've done something wrong. And people should not be demonized for getting yellow cards. So that's also a like, you know, if we want to judging to be taken seriously, people need to be able to make mistakes and not get like hard slammed for it, and just be like, hey, do better next time, and then get the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, but that's you know, still a ways out in four K, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's possible but it's just not happening exactly so you know maybe don't give people shit for getting yellow cards just like people make mistakes it's okay to be able to make mistakes let them make them and then punish like repeat offenders yeah nos put his eight pound in a rhino we should bully him for that but he shouldn't have lost the event for it even though he did yeah i mean like he should have lost the event for he should have lost the event to sisters but it's fine yeah Uh, some of these questions I don't want to ask, by the way. That's fine. You but have to you just skip them. Derek Derek asks, Frank, how much wolf could you wolf if wolves could wolf wolf? None. He plays World Ears and Black Templars now. He gave up on the wolf life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the correct answer would be 24 because that's 18 Thunderwolf cavalry and six Thunderwolf characters in a Stormlands detachment. But... I don't do that anymore. That's, no, no you get. You get an <laughs> he just one. went off camera. You get an extra one because you get Luke and Grimnar on Stormrider with his two wolves. I was going to say three wolves howling at one moon. So you get twenty-five. Next. <laughs> All right, Frank is a fellow lifting heavy things enjoyer. What is your? I'm going to. I'm going to make this like a little bit slimmer. Is what's your favorite lift? Um, it's the deadlift. Okay. And then it does have the best you, name, I think. Yeah. Do you use pure? 
period as a periodization for your hobby. No, which... but that so periodization is basically like a way of strength training where you're constantly changing variables within a given workout, like based on how tired you feel, how hard a given lift at a given weight for a given rep set range is. Um, there's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of math for going to the gym, but, um, okay. there's definitely possibly maybe a way you could do it for like practice games. You're saying we're only going to play up until like round two and then do a bunch of like only round two games. Versus, I like, like the idea of having to do math based on how tired you are, which just sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John asks, when will GW make Warrior cost points again, and how much of a headache will that make your job, Frank? Does uh, it really change the... anything about how Dirt Sheets is done? This makes some more granular, but also some facts is already a pain in the ass anyway, like guard. Tau. Guard infantry. Tau, fortunately, not right now, because I just look, and then if you're not running 18 cyclics, then I have to like actually care about what your loadout is, but most people just run 18 Do you ever have to look at what like the extra drone is on the commander's thought? Oh, sounds awful. I hate that. Yeah, it, it is rough. Yeah, I guess it would make so, it would make some factions awful and some would just be like it wouldn't matter at all. How glad are you that tactical marines suck right now? I did enter tactical marines this week and I was just like, oh god. You know, it's like 18 weapon options for five dudes, it's, or for 10 dudes, it's great. <laughs> Adam asks, uh, Adam Thylacine asks another question, which is, with the increasingly common close deep strike and upsy downsy mechanics, when does Inquisitor plus Mystic for 115 points become worth considering for Imperium armies without their access, without access to 12-inch denial bubbles? It's not too bad, it's just a little too expensive, but the rule is obviously very powerful. In armies where you're going to take any component of that already, it's fine, but... It's a little limited in the sense that it's only from the individual model as opposed to the yeah. unit, like a lot of them. So it's, you know, compared to um, like a, like a Infiltrator Squad and Space Marines, which are already kind of like not that popular. Um, like they're definitely, you know, they show up, but they're not in every list like they used to be. Wait um, he gets a codex, then it'll be a sure. Again. But or marine players have gotten greedy, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, where they're 100 points, and you get a, you know, not five times larger bubble, but somewhere in the region of like three or four times larger bubble for cheaper than that. Any unit that is, you know, does other things on top of just being a deep strike bubble, I think it's difficult to justify it unless you really strongly need it. Like GSC are significantly part of the meta. Um, so I would say you're probably locked talking ballpark. Like it's probably like 40 or 50 points too expensive. Um, just in terms of like the fact that you need the Inquisitor to get the Deep Strike Bubble is probably the deal breaker there. Like making your assassinate heavier for the axe for access to a Deep Strike Bubble for one specific matchup or for one specific model, just it's a, it's a very tough sell for a lot of armies. And there are a lot of armies that have access to it already that don't run it. Um, that are at significantly cheaper values. All right. And then Dan Ava asks, Frank, they say the most important part of becoming a good list builder is killing your darlings. Given that, which of your cohorts is your darling that you are going to kill? Um, Dang. Be careful. <laughs> None of them? Some of us are easier to kill than others. It's true. I mean... Some of us can't run very fast. <laughs> also true. Do I do I have to commit murder? I'd like, prefer not. No, it's okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say none. There you go. I like that answer. That's a good answer, Dan. That's why, that's why, Dan, can't, that's why Dan can't list build stat check episodes. And he has to allow us to do it for him. And then right. this is for everybody is Ed B is asking if some of the black Templar builds 
Well, he says, some of the Black Templar builds are outperforming CSM and Eldar. Is that real or a data mirage? And why are they going under the radar? It's one of those things where going three and two across a lot of people looks a lot better than winning events. And I think that's a lot of what's happening. Um, Black Templars are very powerful and they're consistent and they're good at what they do, but they're not CSM or Eldar. I would be gobsmacked if I lost to most things as CSM and Eldar. And I feel like that box is a lot wider as Templars. <laughs> yeah. I definitely felt it playing that Templars list. It was like it was like playing the CSM list, but like a little bit sad Just in a, a lot of times. Stuff. It's like, oh man, I really I really wish there was like a forge fiend in this list. Or like I wish a, I could kill a turn unit. of advance and charge. Yeah. Or you're just like, I really need to use my aggressors this turn, which means I can't use my sword brethren because right. they move six. And you're yeah. just like, oh, don't like that. Don't like that at all. Yeah. Oh, just then, run just run your Templars in Stormlands, and then everybody gets advanced in charge all the time. Frank, we can mute you, you know, just in case you're Yeah, I know. <laughs> Frank then has a question actually, which is how do you uh, go about tweaking a proven successful list like Jack Templars or Anthony's 1975 to accommodate for IRL model availability restrictions while keeping the spirit in quotation marks of well, the list intact? You do one of two things. You buy the models to run the thing you want. Or you run the models that you have. You have no options here. It's just you're, or you borrow models. Remember that's an option. Now, yeah, Anthony's um, actual answer is I've never. I, I don't change lists in between balanced data slates. I yeah, why would you do that? Because <laughs> I haven't killed any of the other hosts, and therefore I'm not a good list builder. <laughs> that's true. You can kill Anthony. It's okay. We're we're proof. Um, so for anybody, yeah, I don't think I can take Anthony in a fight. You As... good odds in Atlanta, <laughs> right? In general, if you're trying to approach building a list that is different to the established for any reason, whether that's for model availability concerns or because you're playing a different tournament format, different terrain, you know, whatever. I've spent a lot of time doing this, adapting lists from like ITC format over to WC format for terrain to team events and all that kind of thing. You kind of, you need to try and approach it from the perspective of what is the thing that you were trying to take out of the list? What was it in the list for? And how can you either sideline needing that or replicate it with something else? That's what you have to do. If it's in the list to hold points, you need to put something else in the list to hold points or find a way to not need to hold points. That, that's the only way you can do it. You just have to be, this doesn't work for this reason. It's because I can't use the models or because I can't move a second lander on WC terrain if you're trying to play double lander, you know, whatever the reason is. Shit, most of the time you can't move the first one. Exactly. Why is that thing in the list? What else can do that job? Is it going to be as good? Maybe. Maybe it'll be better. Nobody knows. Like, you won't know until you try. So the answer is, if you can't run the thing, Figure out why it's in the list and change it to either side sidestep the requirement or to put something else in that does the same job almost as well or better, depending on the context. That's all you can do. Um, don't don't try to make a list that's just, you know, don't just try to take a thing out and just shove something else into the gap because you have, you know, you want to use your lion, Frank. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and the next question is, what's the most recent book you've all read? Pre-Murtag for Innocent Anthony. Oh, I was going to say that one. <laughs> uh, well, we both read Murtaugh, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's, one, it's like the fifth inheritance book, uh, the Aragon series. It was very much McDonald's for McDonald's but books, uh, fantasy books. For me, just I read... Books out now? Shit. Yeah, yeah, no, the fourth book came out in like 2013 and then it came yeah, out like not last month. There was like a short story compilation that was pretty good, actually. Um, the Fourth Witch and the Worm, which I read a couple years ago. He also did a book called To Sleep and to See a Stars, which is a uh, 
like a really weird fantasy or okay, really weird, like fantasy weird. sci-fi novel. I, I really enjoyed it, it, but it was super strange. I tried to read it like three times, and just every time I've like fumbled the bag like a little. It has bit a intimate. weird amount of body horror for like what feels like teen sci-fi. Oh, um, good. So, oh, um, cool. the last book I read was Karn's book. <laughs> nice. Uh, for me, I read Tress in the Emerald Sea on the way to Cali Cup, and then in the airport on the way back. I bought Mark Lawrence's new book, which is The Book That Wouldn't Burn, which is a really weird, trippy, like, um, like dual perspectives of two characters that, like, don't really interact and you just kind of, like, follow the path through the story, um, which was kind of interesting. Mark Lawrence is the guy that did, like, the um, Prince of Fools or whatever it was called, like, the really gratuitously... Um, gratuitous uh novels fantasy novels it was quite good and i enjoyed it it was like good to read on an airplane um um i read a lot of non-fiction books actually so i read um i just finished the woman with a worm in her head which is like a medical and infectious disease book and then i also just read uh grape olive and pig which is a book about uh spanish food history essentially nice uh i just read good night moon nice oh yeah dude <laughs> guess me every time man the old lady gotta go go get goodnight lab the the lab equivalent i actually gifted that to my brother and hit my uh Nathan, i know why you haven't sold out yet you're too you too too addicted to the job we we do uh, have there's a there's a book we have it's abcs of space and it's just like q is for quasar and then it's just like what quasar is and there's like a whole series where it's like abcs of like chaos theory that's I got quantum. I got quantum theory for my brother's kids. Nice. <laughs> that then, series, uh, the... I read through it too because I was like, I got to check this out to see if it's like actually Correct. something interesting. Yeah, and it was. He is for pterodactyl right, so. for your kids. Ah, oh, why? Why would you do that to them? That's terrible. You're the, the worst. worst. It's a real book. It is. It's rock. like the worst. Get on the history of rock, which goes through the history of rock and roll for kids. That's nice. Or there's always the Sam Jackson go the fuck to sleep book for when they're doing kind words. Yeah. How about your most recent non kids book though? I suppose. Oh god. Um, the Space Marine Codex. I guess. I was just going to say which codex is it? (laughs) I don't read a lot of not. It's okay. Nonfiction or fiction books. Uh, I should probably fix that. Dang. I do want to read Infinite and the Divine because every time someone talks about the book, they're like, "This is the best lore book." I feel like the read. best version of that book is the like summary I read of it, where it just kind of went through all the highlights, and I didn't have to read like a, a, a Warhammer book, and that seemed good. <laughs> I think I was, like this is all the funny was... stuff that happened. I'm like, cool, that's all the funny stuff that happened. That sure did seem funny. Dude, and I don't have to read more. Good. I think my favorite was Tori's like summary of that for um, Mob Rules before it went away. Oh yes, that the summary by people of those books is way better, and Tori's was amazing. Yeah, anything Tori does is great. It's true. Yeah, I stand uh, by it. Like, no Warhammer book is better than a 7 out of 10. There's never been one. There never will be one. They are all the McDonald's of books. But... Whoa, 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 whoa. There's probably some five guys book. in there. Yeah. There's a lot of twos in, like, Warhammer 40K. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a whole, one, dude, one to seven. Dude, there's definitely a range. There's nothing better than seven. You can't just average them like that. That's <laughs> yeah, not <can't>. fair. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of twos Just weighing like, that average the down. Best, the best of them is a seven. Oh, that's not oh, fair. I don't think I don't, that's true at all. Eh. I don't know. Um, I've not read a heresy book since the Primarchs. Oh, but... that's the problem. 
No, I read all the ones up to that, but they were all just like, they were chalky. All right, Ben asks, what is your favorite dish you have personally cooked? I made birria quesadillas where I made the birria, and that was by far the best thing that I have made personally. Strong. And uh, I have strong recency bias. The soup I had at lunch was great. Nice. I went and bought a loaf of bread, and I used tin soup, and I spread the butter on it myself. Um, there's a really good macaroni and cheese recipe that I have in a cookbook, and I did that, and then I slow cooked uh pork shoulder, pork butt for like ten hours with a homemade spice rub. Strong, um, and yeah, that would that would be yeah yeah Anthony if uh, Team USA needs a chef. Yeah, uh, Team USA is currently like unified. We've all made the same soup. For the last like week um we have a health and fitness coach now on team usa which is cool uh but we like one of the boys uh steven corrales our head coach posted a link to like a soup that you can make in an instant pot and it fucking slams so it's a fa- it's like accidentally become the team usa mascot because we're all making it now um so i think you guys should be like the french who came up and served like a platter of food to all the captains they put against like, yeah it was great i got wine i got like Dude, the minute we're interested in placing in the double digits, we will emulate the French. <laughs> wow. Also, I just think it's unfair to 40K books. Like, a book can be greater than a seven for you personally yeah. without needing to be, like, compared against the giganticness of Dude, literature. The minute I think you it... find yourself, like, unironically <laughs> agreeing with McWerp, we can move on. Yeah. McWerp's fine. You guys are just assholes. <laughs> McWerp is fine. Yeah, McWorp's great. But also, but like you can't agree with him. That's not how this works. Yeah, but I, but have I to also think it's you. fine to have. I don't know what to tell you. It's it's fine, guys. You can rate your books however you want. You don't have to Wait. listen to other people try to taste make for you. Hold on. Someone with admin powers, highlight the last comment in chat because that will make JSJ irate. <laughs> Please read that. Which team surprised you most this year at Worlds, by the way? Didn't Sweden tear it up this year? Yeah, it was awesome to see Sweden go from, like, a complete bottom-tier team to a... Yeah. Real zero-to-hero <laughs> moment, dude. I really thought Norway was going to pull it out ahead of them, and I was worried when they got no votes at all in the fantasy draft that Sweden was just going to be, like, a, you know, real mess again. And uh, it was good to see an underdog come up like Sweden. Anyway, yeah. carry it on. Sorry. I'm pretty sure I gave them shit on like the contact loss episode for them. I was like, did you how did you how do you guys feel about like having historically been one of the best teams and like not recently having done that well? Dude, like their eyes glowed when you said that, apparently, <laughs> and they came into the event ready to fuck. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad they did. And also beefcase. Beefcase. <laughs> That's the actual team mascot. I want it to be the soup, but in my heart, I know it's the beefcase. Uh, the surprise at the WC this year, by the way, was Austria, who did fantastically well. Holy done moly, did those boys slam this year. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Sweden. Yeah, that no, might have been that's an not actual your fault. question. Yeah, Simon, that's not your fault at all. That is just like a really strong joke that we've had going for a bit. <laughs> yeah, Austria, just like, were good, like, in 2022. They destroyed in 2022. They did so well. Yeah. Um, And then... We have two more questions, and then I'm closing it up. Uh, Andrew asks, T-Sun and World Leaders have half-ass lines. What units would you like to see them add to complete them? No, uh, nothing. They're both fine. Leave them as they are. That's not true. Come on. Uh, You're right. Thousands don't just lose the Beetle Vortex Beast and the Zangor because they're just not 4K models. Stop. Um, world Leaders need not what they're going to get, which makes me sad. 
Um, excuse me. The uh, I really could use like a jump unit, like just something with fly, like a nice raptor. You have the hell Drake. Sure. Um, but I like I really don't want juggernaut cavalry and i know i i can see it coming right like there's it's so obvious oh yeah it's just coming right yeah and it's not gonna be good they're gonna be like ap1 and suck but that's what we're gonna get and hopefully it doesn't take any of the power budget away from the good parts of the army. seven bounds that can go in rhinos <laughs> i mean that's what nos played with yeah no, nos played with six like, bounds because that's how many wins he got uh, oh. Red Butcher Terminators could be cool from a flavor perspective, like actual uh, Red yeah. Butcher Terminators. I would love that. I would love a reason to use the Terminators because the current World Leader Terminators aren't just like not used because eight bound are good. They're not used because the World Leader Terminators are actively bad. Like their rule is not good. Their buffs are not good enough. There's not enough buffs to durability to make World Leader Terminators worth using. But if we got like Red Butchers, like they are in ye the books that Ennis doesn't like, where they're like quick and slam. Yeah, we could party well, then. Just looking down the roster, you guys don't have Vindicators. Shut you up. Enough. <laughs> Quiet, you. Filers. Don't you yeah. get the Filers. Warp Talons or like a like jump Dennis. pack. A jump pack infantry unit for them could be cool. Yeah, that would be huge. Like, I would love that. Uh, but you don't have the Juggernaut Cavalry. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be like yeah, it's gonna be something like that. It's gonna they be do need some little brother. Too. What need what? Uh, characters like um oh the like butcher a, like surgeon but, butcher surgeon maybe something that can go with any eight bound, but the, also the, those uh, units. Yeah, I can. I mean, hard. I would love having a, a loan up. Bound, an, no, fuck that. That's for other people. I've just <laughs> accepted that we get the when you get shot to death, an objective is sticky, and that's world leader loan up. Uh, the <laughs> the like an uh, an eight bound character would be dope. Just like no buffs, he just owns. Like he's strength twelve, AP three, damage three. He doesn't buff the unit at all. He just fucks. His special was just like I have plus one damage on the regular guys. Yeah, yeah that's exactly that's all he does. He's just got the two fists and plus one damage. He's got six, two so fists and a fighting chance. You can't buff it with Invocatus. <laughs> Nine bound. Yeah, and then yeah. Gabe C is going to have the last question today, uh, which is to Frank. Since you're big-brained enough to be a super cool show host, what's the correct ratio of crankage per hog? Um, Thanks, everybody, for being with us this week. This has been Stat Check. <laughs> <laughs> Please check out Dirt Sheets, which is linked in the comments for this episode, as well as in the chat somewhere. Oh, I figured out what I did. I ran the outro video as the intro video. <laughs> They're right next to each other, to be fair. Um, I'm just looking at the buttons. Thanks everybody for being with us for this for this episode of Stat Check. Thank you so much again to Frank. Uh, please go back and revisit all the plugs that we spoke about earlier uh, if that's anything that interests you. But do remember patreon.com slash 40 darsheets for access to Frank's everything. And check out the link in the description for the tableau where Frank... Whoa, 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 whoa. Not access to my everything. Yeah, let's fucking... Look, you can it's figure like access out to a spreadsheet. Let's, let's, let's... One step at a time. That's everything in Frank's context. Um, <laughs> look, you guys figure it out. I'm just here to press buttons badly. We'll see you all next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Good luck at any tournaments you're at. If you see me at Clan Wars, come and come and see my Norns. Um, I'm playing four of them. Uh, won't be goodbye. Four battle round two. No, just just goodbye. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network.
More info at media.goonhammer.com.